Tuesday. Welcome to Cinco de Mayo, Big J. Yeah, man. How does it feel? Good. Yeah? How does it feel to have it be on a Taco Tuesday? Are you excited? Uh, that's like uh, the stars aligning. And there is uh, carne asada marinating right now in my uh, fridge. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I was going to ask what the uh, what the Big J celebration will be for Cinco de Mayo. And that appears to be carne asada, huh? Yeah, yeah. And how do you prefer to eat your carne asada when it's all ready and good to go? In my mouth? Well, no. Thank you. God, I would hope you would eat it in your mouth. I'm talking about, do you make it in tacos? Do you do burritos? Yeah, do we're going to do... do tacos. We've got, uh, you know, flour or corn tortillas ready to go. Making some home f- uh, homemade uh, refried beans. Very nice. Any nachos on the the, uh, the docket today? I mean, you can do whatever you want. we got tortilla chips. Knock yourself out. So it's basically dealer's choice. Yeah. And then any other celebrations outside of food? Uh, you're meaning tequila? No, I'm meaning, are you doing anything, like, special? Are you going to, uh, enjoy yourself with, uh, have a toast with the wife? Are you going to, uh, watch well, something Well, she's special? working, so she's got to work. So can't be doing any too many toasting. No. You know, and she's got a very, you know, she's got to eat some tacos in a very short amount of time. Small lunch. So you'll be stuffing her gullet and you'll be enjoying Cinco de Mayo, basically. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, is there other celebrations? What are you doing? Oh, uh, nothing, nothing. Something new I don't not know, no, I don't know no, about. No, uh, Cinco de Mayo has never really been uh, one of the, like, I mean, because, you know, it usually, uh, as with most holidays, falls during the week, right? right? So any holiday that becomes a drinking holiday is not one that I usually partake in because of the job that we have. We have to get up so early that getting hammered on, like, a Tuesday doesn't really mesh with what's going on. And so uh, I usually I just go, oh hey, it's Cinco de Mayo. All right, cool. Every once in a while, the, there's a chance for uh, us to go do something, but that's about it. So it will be enjoyed as with most holidays with me, Big J. A tip of the cap, a uh, fanciful bow from the waist, and I say to the good day. Like we need a reason to eat tacos, anyways. <laughs> Correct. You know? uh, pretty much every day is Taco Tuesday if you really want it to be. But still, it is uh, it is Cinco de Mayo for sure, and of course things are different these days. So whatever celebration you're doing, hopefully it's safe and in the comfort of your own home as well. Uh, later on this morning, if we have time, I would like to uh, I'd like to get your opinion on a situation. I'm I'm happy to do it. Uh, Usually, it's you asking that sort of thing. That's but true. All right. Uh, I want to be open-minded, but I also want to present to you. A situation. All right. You want to present your case in the 7 o'clock hour? Sure, yeah. Then uh, that is what we will do. We also have Streaming Dumbass. Uh, we have a new cage match champion looking for win number two over the course of the show today and a chance to win the brand new 100.3 The X Rocks masks as part of the program as well. But first, music. Smashing Pumpkins, it's today on the morning after with Nick and Big J on The X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, Big J, before I help you, you're going to have to put on your Judge Big J hat, okay? All right. All right. Because uh, there is a class action lawsuit of people that are pretty upset, and uh, you have somebody that you love and is are very close to that probably or maybe could fall in this category as well. College students, Big J. Oh, yeah. And you're no stranger to the fact that college, whether you're going to school in-state or out-of-state, is comically expensive, yes? Oh, yes. Uh, it costs a lot of money to go to school. And, of course, uh, college students across the country have been impacted by the coronavirus as well, right? Oh, for sure. And so, in order for colleges to stay open, 
they have turned to online schooling and online campusing. Now, if you decide to go to an online college, I assure you, the amount of money that you pay is very, very different than if you go to, say, Boise State University. Right. Uh, even if you decide to go Boise State University or like Arizona State online classes, it, the, the price difference is dramatic uh, from going to school and being on campus. And so a bunch of students have gotten together because what has not happened over the last couple of months is the college is discounting their tuition at all. Uh, tuition has remained the same despite the fact that in a lot of cases some classes were canceled and some classes were moved almost exclusively online and are very sporadic at best. And so they have asked and denied some refunds or partial uh, refunds of tuition and some campus fees that are also part of your tuition as well. Right. And they're like, hey, first of all, a bunch of classes were canceled. I'm going exclusively online and I'm not going on campus, so why do I need to pay a campus fee? They contend that the quality of instruction they're getting online is far below what they get in the classroom as well. Some complaints say the classes that are being taught entirely through recorded videos with no interaction or discussion and that some professors are just uploading assignments with no video instruction at all as part of their classic. But colleges argue that no refunds are due, saying that students are getting instruction online from the same professors and are still earning credits toward their degree. The cases are also seeking refunds because they've paid fees to access gyms, libraries, labs, and other buildings and obviously don't have access to those things. Right now, the only thing schools have refunded are portions of housing and dining fees, and that's it. So I ask you, Big J, do the college students across the country that have filed this class action suit have a case or not? Oh, yeah, they have a case. Especially if they're uh, acknowledging that, hey, yeah, we should probably refund you on some of these things, but they're not doing it on others. Uh, that's probably a good sign that, you know, listen, they're in trouble. Right. And I do believe it's probably uh, imperative that they go on a case-by-case -case basis. I know it means a lot of work, but if some professor's half-assing it and not doing any videos and just uploading paper assignments to a website and asking students to do them, I think that's a difference between instructing students and assigning students and probably should get credit for that class and a stern talking to as well. Uh, I mean, well, I think that, you know, the second semester for a lot of universities kind of happened right in the middle mm -hmm. um, of this. So you've got one semester that you need to figure this out, whereas you can prepare for the next one uh, not sure whether people are going to be able to return to school or classes or not, but you know, if you don't make adjustments to the cost of of the education part of that, then you know, you you, you got what's coming to you. Big J rules in favor of the students. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Pro Football Hall of Famer Don Shula, the winningest coach in NFL history with 347 victories, passed away yesterday at the age of 90 years old. Miami Dolphins had the only perfect season in NFL, in NFL history. It happened back in 1972. The team finished 17-0 that year. That's, of course, the schedule was not as uh, many games as it was as it is today. And, of course, that includes the Super Bowl victory as well. So, 17-0. Uh, a kind of mark that was surpassed by Bill Belichick, who was 18-0. But uh, still, it uh, couldn't get it, they couldn't get it done in the Super Bowl. So that is why the Dolphins continue to be the only undefeated team in history. Uh, Shula coached in six Super Bowls, second only to Belichick's nine. Uh, but he did lose four of them. He was two and four in Super Bowls. Shula retired in the 1995 season. Of course, he's, a, he's an NFL Hall of Famer as well. 33 seasons as a head coach, 26 with the Dolphins, seven with the Baltimore Colts. So, uh, Big J, would you like to do a Don Shula eulogy? Uh, rest in peace. Thank you. Well said. Uh, all right, Big J, pick a side. Metallica or Phil Labonte, lead singer of All That Remains? Uh, I'm going to take Nickelback's side. 
Leave him alone, <laughs> Phil. I saw this tweet uh, when, he, when he actually originally tweeted it. And I, I was going to start to, I was started to reply, and then I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> what were your reply going to be? Because uh, I, 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 my reply would have been, you know, why? Why even compare the two? What? What do you? Why? It, they're not comparable. And also the fact that there's nothing wrong with Nickelback. Well, Nickelback has wrote some pretty damn good songs and some good albums. I think this is more of a dig on Metallica than it is to be Nickelback. Well, I, and then I was like, you know, he's partly right, but you should probably tell everybody what the story is. I know what the story is. What is the story? About Phil and the Metallica situation, you haven't talked to the story yet. You haven't told everybody what the situation is. Well, so tell him. Give him the Big J version. Oh, uh, and, and it wasn't like he was asked by anybody. He just kind of offered this up as amusing and talking about how uh, essentially after the Black Album, uh, Metallica turned into Nickelback. He said that Load and Reload right. sonically sound like Nickelback. He said almost any Nickelback song could go on Load and Reload, and almost any of the songs on Load or Reload could go on a Nickelback record. And he said that just to get James Hetfield to sing the stuff on a Nickelback record or vice versa, you wouldn't know the difference. He says that's not a criticism. But he says, Sonic Gilly, those albums are very, very close. And that a vast majority of uh, Metallica and Nickelback songs would be interchangeable. And he said that Nickelback could absolutely perform any Metallica song. And Metallica could perform any Nickelback song, which I'm, I'm pretty sure any band could do that, really. Yeah, I don't. that's why I'm like, I don't understand the whole reason for an argument about it. Do you believe, like some Metallica fans, that Load and Reload to be some of the worst in their career? Uh, well, I don't know about the worst. Let's see. Let's be honest. There's some really good songs on, their, on those two albums, but there's also a handful of songs you've never heard. Like, if you haven't listened to the entire album right. in a while, you I, I, lo I was looking at it, I'm like, man, I haven't heard this song since I listened to Load originally. Right. Um, so, you know, there's that for sure, and, and you don't hear them live ever. So, yeah, there's some songs that maybe probably aren't that great, which is rare, but, I mean, what are you going to do? Two albums? Big it's deal. I mean, I still would, would you know, listen to those al albums all the way through several times before listening to St. Anger all the way through. Again. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there isn't uh, on any of those uh, albums, by the way, a photograph. <laughs> okay? <laughs> right, right. But, you know, listen, man. Some of the reasons why rock people hate Nickelback. Well, here's, here's why this is news. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday, which is, it, again... It's not even that it's an insult. It's that people think being compared to Nickelback is the worst thing that anybody could be compared to. And the reality of the situation is, first of all, number one, we don't play Nickelback on this radio station. So it's not like, uh, you know, a huge uh, diss to, 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 to the music that we believe in and are huge fans of. But the reality of the situation is, I'm pretty sure any band that plays music either locally or regionally would give their right arm to be Nickelback. Okay, a band that has sold millions of records and made a ridiculous amount of money in this business has millions of fans and can still, to this day, despite the fact of well over, we proved yesterday, a decade of being a joke and a punchline to most people, can sell out arenas and, and has been doing so for a very long time. And so uh, the success that the band has had is undeniable. But also, I mean, like, you know, sonically, there's some All That Remains songs that sound like Nickelback. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way music goes. I mean, what if I was nothing could be a Nickelback song? Nobody knows. And so it's just one of those deals where you could say that about anything if you cherry pick it. But I think if if nobody thought that Nickelback was uh, uh, considered to be a, 
uh, knock on a band, that this wouldn't be a big deal at all. It's not like, it's not even that Phil is saying that those songs are bad. He's just saying that they sound similar. And guess what? There's some All That Remains songs that sound like Metallica and sound like Nickelback too, which is the way it goes. But we like when people beef, Big J. And so that's why it becomes a thing. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. It's streaming dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. What a silly question to open up the show. I know exactly what you're doing to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. You'll be watching a streaming dumbass movie. That is the purpose of this particular segment. It's a game we call Streaming Dumbass. Uh, basically, it's three different movies, three different streaming platforms based on the movie Big J selects. It will depend on which streaming platform he has to watch. Uh, we strip away the stars, the director of the studio that brought UBS, and we're left with just something called a very brief plot description from the streaming networks. Based on that plot description, Big J must uh, pick a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Big J, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Some of these descriptions are shorter than others. Some of them are fairly mm, generic, so I wish you good luck, my friend. Movie number one, Frank is a master of positive messaging, whether before an audience of community leaders or in an office with a concerned co-worker. That changes when a reporter uncovers an embezzlement scheme of epic proportions, prompting Frank to devise an elaborate cover-up. Ooh. Movie number two. Truck driver named Frank, through a series of interesting incidents, gets himself involved with a Pennsylvania crime family. As Frank climbs the ranks to become a top man inside the organization, he also goes to work for one of the most powerful people in the country. Oh my. Movie number three. Mona and Don's seemingly perfect suburban bliss is disrupted by a sexy extortionist, and Mona will stop at nothing, including killing the competition to keep her little slice of heaven. Mona! Samantha! Uh, movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, Big J? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Mona. Mona. You're going Mona, huh? Yep. All right. Though they all seem pretty interesting. Movie number one was on HBO. It was a fairly new one for them. Uh, an original, as a matter of fact, called Bad Education. That stars Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. You passed on that. Damn. Movie number two was The Irishman, Big J. You would have watched the Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, uh, Martin Scorsese oh, flick on Netflix. I'm surprised you don't want to watch that at all. Yeah, it's like eight hours long. Well, yeah, but right? I mean, no, it's not eight hours long at all. I do have mild interest, but uh, you know, three. Uh, and uh, you I don't consider it cinema, so that's. <laughs> you will be watching a movie called Home Sweet Hell, uh, which is on Amazon Prime. It stars Katherine Heigl and Patrick Wilson, former guest of this very Man, show. Man, I really seem to hone in on the Amazon Prime. I was going to say, right? you seem attracted. To, and the weird thing is, it's always the least descriptive of the bunch. It's like the one that's always got the one-sentence kind of breakdown of the movie. But, I mean, the last couple on Amazon you've enjoyed, so there's that. Uh, I will tell you this, though. I'm starting to dig deep on the Amazon Prime. There's not a lot of choices on there that you have not already seen. But either way, Home Sweet Hell is the movie, and it's from several years ago, I think. It's not exactly a new movie at all. So you'll be watching Home Sweet Hell on Amazon Prime as part of Streaming Dumbass. If you want to play the home game, that's the one that you will watch, and Big J will give us a full review of it uh, about 24 hours from now. The stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here's something that's kind of interesting that I don't know if I agree with. Very real 
situation where the last couple of weeks you could have been working from home if you were lucky enough to have the opportunity to keep your job, right? Right. And in some cases, because we're still in phase one, that could still be a part of your reality. You could still be working from home. Or you could be headed back to work now for the first time in a very long time if you're one of the stores that have opened up recently. Yeah, you got to put on deodorant and stuff. Right. And so for the last couple of weeks, you've been working from home, but now you're back in the office. And so maybe the farthest thing from your mind, because you've been working at home or you continue to be working at home, is a vacation. But according to psychologists, taking a vacation now is not a bad thing. Where are you going to go, though? <laughs> that's that's my that's, kind of argument. I mean, you sure as hell don't want to do a staycation. Correct. You just did that. And even if you did, there's not much to do around here even, you know, to keep you occupied. Uh, but, I mean, if if the idea is to just not have to to get yourself out of that mental space of working, you know, of having to Yeah, if you've been working from home. Right. Right. And you just have to sit by the pool. That's your only responsibility for five days. So, well, Damn. not I, but, you know, maybe the, I'm thinking of people that have jobs that can take vacations. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> and so uh, maybe you've got a pool or you, you just want to relax or just read a book or whatever. Uh, a day off at home right now, of course, isn't going to feel the same. But if you spent the last few weeks working overtime or just working from home, Setting aside just a veg in front of the TV isn't necessarily a bad idea, according to psychologists. They also suggest that you frame your paid time off request as not a vacation, but more of a mental health day, too. Even if you're only able to get a Monday or a Friday off, they say that taking a tiny break from your routine and from work can help prevent burnout as we all navigate through this difficult time. So don't forget there is, and that does make some sense to me, that there is some mental health benefits to just not having to worry about working. Yeah, not having to worry about deadlines and, and all of those sort of things and talking to your jerk-ass boss. Again, even if you have uh, been lucky enough to keep your job, of course, this is a situation. If you don't have one, it's a whole other mental health situation altogether. Right. But, you know, working from home is different for a lot of us and uh, people that haven't done it before. And then the last thing you probably think in your head is, why would I want to spend more time at home? It's all I'm doing. But the reality of it is that you have to be in a different headspace in order to work from home or from wherever. So maybe a vacation isn't a bad idea, but taking a trip probably right now would be because there's a two-week quarantine that goes along with it. And wherever you're going, who knows? So don't forget about that, too. NFL announced yesterday that it will release the 2020 schedule on Thursday, revealing it in a three-hour special on TV on the NFL Network that will include analysis of the top matchups in primetime games. Why are you laughing? Because uh, what used to be a five-second story is now a three-hour program. That's yeah. how desperate we are for uh, any kind of thing. And uh, are you going to watch the NFL schedule release show? Probably not. Okay, good. I'm just making Now sure. I'm going to. Uh, well, The one thing the, the schedule won't feature for the first time in a long time are games internationally. No London, no Mexico City games this year because they're moving the four regular season games scheduled for London and the one in Mexico City back to the U.S. because of the pandemic. NFL has played a regular season game, at least one in London, every year since 2007, and the Mexico City has hosted games in 2016, 17, and 19. So it's all going to be back to the National Football League this time around, not the International Football League. The NFL. So that's going to be one of the major changes to the schedule, although basically it just means that the teams that were getting robbed of a home game now have those home games that they can deal with enough to travel over God's green earth in order to have a quote-unquote home game. 
Yesterday was May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Big May J. the 4th be with yesterday. Did you watch the Mandalorian documentary? Yeah. And your thoughts? It was great. It was not long enough. It, is and, it a series or is it just a one-off? Well, there is the gallery is a series, but okay. this was just an episode. Okay, so there's multiple uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. like, I don't want to watch the other ones. Um, it was really, really cool to see how they, they kind of put this together with the different directors and, and who they are and, and what they brought to the table. And it was just it's very, very cool. And so yesterday, on top of that, they rolled out uh, for Star Wars. They made a couple of announcements that oh, probably man. should get you excited. Yeah. Uh, Takita Watiti will helm a Star Wars feature film. Now, he, it's important to note that it will be a one-off, not a trilogy or anything like that, or part of a new saga. But it's also important to note that there was no date attached to it, and it probably won't be happening for a very long time. Uh, Taki is right now working on the Thor movie. After that, he's also committed to doing a live-action Akira movie. Uh, and so now we have to wait, I'm thinking probably at least five to six years before you see... Gotta stay alive. A Taki Watiti Star Wars movie. six years. Uh, it also uh, announced that uh, he will co-write the film along with Christy Wilson Carnes, who won the Academy Award for, or excuse me, was Academy Award nominated for 1917, a movie that we watched as part of the podcast, Big J. Uh, and so they'll work together. And so, uh, also, he uh, he directed an episode of The Mandalorian. Don't know if he'll be back or not for season two. We do know that Robert Rodriguez directed a, an episode for season yeah. two, as he uh, kind of spoiled that on his own social media yesterday, which is cool. Love Robert Rodriguez. It's awesome that he got to work in that world. Yeah, and Takai, uh, he directed episode eight, the last episode Correct. of the season. And was also uh, a cast member of it. He played, uh, I don't remember the robot's IG-11. name. IG-11. How dare you? I'm sorry. I don't remember the robot's name. Uh, and so, uh, on top of that, they also announced that there will be a new Disney Plus Star Wars themed series that was put together. That will be put together by Leslie Headland. She is the woman behind Russian Doll on Netflix, and also a movie called The Bachelorette. And so, you have that to deal with. And there's all sorts of Star Wars news that's that's rolling around as well. And so, congratulations to all parties involved. Nothing on the, like, immediate future kind of a thing, other than Mandalorian Season 2 is filming now, clearly. Uh, but that's about it. So, some cool announcements, but nothing like that's going to be happening super, super soon. As I think Disney Plus is going to be the world of Star Wars, at least for the foreseeable future. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. You worthless maggot. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J, in your spare time, you're a certified financial planner. No. Past performance not indicative of future results, but where do you True. recommend people keep their money? Uh, under the mattress. <laughs> At Clarity Credit Union, of course. <laughs> I forgot about that connection. Of course. Uh, at a credit union or a bank of their no, no. choosing. Clarity. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that is correct. Big J recommends Clarity Credit Union. Uh, so how far down on your financial planning list would it be, say, burying a bunch of cash in your backyard? I mean, that all depends on how much. Let's say it's, like it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I would say not a bad idea. Though, before you do it, make sure that you check in uh, and make sure there's no weird lines or stuff. you got to call that number. <laughs> right. Uh, but there probably is one more, you dig. one more step you should take as well if you're going to bury your cash in your backyard. Put it in something. Correct. And that is what a Chinese man has learned the very difficult way. As he buried hundreds of thousands of dollars five years ago. 
and he's learning the hard way that there's probably better ways to store your life savings. According to uh, TBVS Network, the man, a farmer with the surname Wang, that's all we know, visited the branch of the Agricultural Bank of China in the Ahui province and said that he wanted to finally turn in his life savings as he felt like it was safe to dig up from his backyard and he was looking to uh, finally deposit it in a bank. The bank says that the cash that he brought in was, unfortunately, because he did not have any kind of protective covering on, on the money and just threw it in the ground. Although there were some reports that maybe he had put it in a garbage bag. But even still, the garbage bag was not enough to protect the money, as some of the bank notes were rotten, moldy, broke apart on contact, according to the reports. Wang told the bank that he had about 10 more bundles buried at home and that he buried a total of about $280,000, the equivalent of American money, in cash about five years ago. The Chinese man said that his parents were merchants and that they had accumulated the money. He also said that apparently a uh, local television program claimed that theft was common at ATMs, and so he's decided that because of that, he was compelled to bury the large amount of cash underground. So bank employees worked overtime to help restore the damaged bills. Now, the, no, the money, which was oftentimes clumped together, were divided into small bundles and then divided into single batches. According to the People's Bank of China, bills that retain about 75% of their original features can be exchanged at full value. And that's the same for the United States of America, by the way. You can have some damage done to these bills and take it into a bank and do it. But if they're disfigured so that only like 50% or 75% of the cash is recognizable, uh, they can only be exchanged for half of the amount. And so, how much did he lose, Big J? After it was all said and done? $160,000. A little bit less than that, but $70,000 is gone. Man. Because of the damage done to the money, according to the reports. And so this is, while a story that is unfortunate to happen to a man across uh, many oceans, there certainly is some valuable lessons that can be learned from it here in the States, which is... Uh, the same rules apply. you got to be able to recognize some of it. And more than just a garbage bag is needed to protect your money if you're going to bury it under ground. It needs to be in some sort of container to protect it from water and any other kind of seepage into it. And to, garbage bags are supposed to do that, but after a while, they kind of rot away as well. Big J, do you understand? Right. Or can tear or whatever can happen. Something can get into it. And all it needs is a little bit of a hole to do some damage into the bag. It's certainly not as safe as the warm, tidy confines of Clarity Credit Union. There you go. And somehow Big J's turned this into a commercial. It's pretty impressive. But a reminder that you shouldn't bury your cash in the backyard. Uh, under your mattress, Big J, it could also do some damage, depending on how gross the mattress is. So keep that in mind, too. Pretty gross. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt that. And so you should probably keep it in a safe place. And think about it that way. That way you don't lose a bunch of your family fortune because you buried it in the backyard. A pricey lesson learned. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. <laughs> Soundgarden and Spoonman here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X-Rocks. Big J, I'm here to help. Yeah, I, I want to lay out the scenario for you, and, and I want your opinion on exactly, uh, you know, uh, the extended period of time of, of that that should go on for this. So, over the weekend, Nick, uh, it's kind of in a miraculous sort of thing of timing. Uh, the next door neighbors uh, from our house where we've had the tree issue, 
uh, those former neighbors moved out and new neighbors moved in. Okay. I mean, in the blink of an eye. Didn't We didn't even really notice. Were the was... neighbors that lived there homeowners? No, they were renters. Okay. There's a renter, so yeah. it's a different home. And uh, so I uh, didn't really notice until Saturday when there's a bunch of kids playing in their backyard. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, one of the kids, uh, as kids always are, not afraid to talk to strangers, usually. Uh, I'm in my backyard. And he asked if we had any kids to play with because they just moved in. And I was like, oh, weird. Told him to buzz off. Uh, no, I said, nope, they're, uh, they're older, unfortunately, so I don't think they're going to want to hang out. Um, but, uh, you know. Sorry, man. And I go, there aren't a lot of kids, you know, that kind of grown up and in the neighborhood. So we had a little brief conversation. And uh, so didn't really think much of it. And I was like, oh, well, the wife and I should probably go over and introduce ourselves to the neighbors and uh, just, you know, do the neighborly thing. We haven't had a chance to do that. And then Sunday night, Nick, um, one of the uh, young kids comes over and knocks on the door. And I go open it. And uh, and she asked a, a question. She said, can we borrow... Do you have a cheese grater that we can borrow? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I go, I go grab the cheese grater. Mm-hmm. Here's where I'm wondering what my expectations should be of when upon the return of the cheese grater comes. <laughs> okay, so you never lent out equipment to somebody. No, before. I mean sugar, eggs, those sort of things. That you don't expect to return on. Yeah, but but more importantly, the caveat here is we have yet to really introduce or meet these folks. Uh-huh. They sent their kid over. Okay. Um, and so it's Cinco de Mayo today. Uh-huh. I, I need the cheese grater. And I thought, you know, listen, I I, I kind of expected, I'm like, here's how I would have done it uh, if I needed that, that implement. I would have returned it that evening. Correct. Uh, and so yesterday I was like, well, maybe, you know, they want to put it through the dishwasher or something like that. I'm guessing that's exactly what it so, is. So I was like, I'll give it until maybe this afternoon today. Well, I mean, I, I think y- you have to understand that, I mean, I can go four or five days without washing the dishes in the dishwasher. Right. So it could be a good clip, but I do believe they want to bring it back to you clean. Now, there's a couple options here. How old was the kid that, that asked you for the... I'm bad with ages, but probably like... Six, okay. five or six, <laughs> okay, or four. Uh, and I mean, give me an idea of what this cheese cheese grater looks like. Is it like, uh, is it a fancy one? <laughs> is, can <laughs> we? Can you fancy well, cheese? Well, what I'm saying is, can you go to Albertsons and grab one for two dollars? Not two dollars, no. Five dollars. So it's probably a a twelve fifty. Okay. If we're doing one of those big right. stand ones that's got yeah, the grater yeah, on it. Okay. Yeah. It's an OXO. Okay. I don't know what that means. OXO. Fine. OXO. And so, uh, is it near and dear to you, or do you just need it? Well, it's Cinco de Mayo. Right. No, so I, I, know, I, gotta, I know you I, need I, it. I'm going to need to shred some cheese. Right. I mean, push, come to shove, I can break out the food processor. Okay. That's one of my favorite ways to do it, but it's kind of a mess. Okay. All right. That may be the option, because I think, like, you have to give it at least... I don't think you're in, like, a Homer Simpson situation yet, where, like, they're just going to start borrowing stuff from you. But I do believe you probably need some leeway of, like, three to four days before it starts to be rude. So so now, okay... Uh, or there's a real it, possibility that maybe the, the parents didn't even know and the kid was playing a prank on you. Uh, that's what I've been wondering. Like, is this kid just, they're just messing around? Or maybe they're like, uh, they <laughs> did you say anything like, hey, here you go. I kind of need this back, though. I didn't gave- really think about okay. that end game. And, and the interesting part about that is I'm like, what if they just kind of showed up with a cheese grater but didn't really tell the parents where they got it from? Because from what I know, these two kids are very, like, talkative and, and have no t- trouble talking to a stranger. Right. 
Uh, it's, I mean, sending a kid, you know, having a kid come to the front door of somebody else's house to knock on something. I mean, you know, it's hard to tell these days whether that's, uh, you know, a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, right now, probably a little bit weird. Also strange to send your child over for any kind of piece of equipment that a child could hurt himself with. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and now if, uh, say today, uh, the wife and I briefly go over to say hi and introduce ourselves, I don't want there to be an expectation like coming over for my cheese grater. You know what I'm saying? So now do we have to wait until the cheese grater thing comes back? Now, there is a subtle way that you can do this if you decide today is the day that you want to introduce yourself. You can you can say hi, and you can say hello, and then you can say, I think it was your son that came over and borrowed Daughter. the cheese grater. Daughter that came over and borrowed the cheese grater from me, so I thought we would say hi. And then that made they could go, oh, yeah, you did that. That was you. Thank you. Let me go grab that for you, and you don't even have to ask for it. Now, that's a possibility. They could also say, oh, thank you very much. I want to clean it and give it back to you. Then you have some expectations. But I think maybe yeah, that might be go. an icebreaker. I like that. What if it wasn't even their kid? <laughs> then and it's just a randomly could... somebody else's neighbor's kid. Well, then you'll at least get the story and go, I, was it your child that came over and, and, and grabbed the cheese grater from And me? should I make up a name for that kid? Yeah, and say, wasn't it, was uh, it little Angie? Lucy? <laughs> Lucy? No, because then you might seem a little bit creepy and weird. And then, and then or you can actually, you could, you could run to the store today. And buy another cheese grater and say, you know what? Why don't you Let's keep see. that cheese grater? And in exchange, you cut down your tree in your backyard. Here's the... Oh, God. That would be... I, I would go buy them a mandolin. Okay? <laughs> uh, here's the funny thing is, I was told yesterday, why did you give them the good cheese grater? And you I'm like, we ones? have a bad cheese grater? <laughs> and it's just the one we have is just like this one you hold. And I'm like, you can't... It's a pain in the rear end. I'm not going to lend that to somebody. Well, that is a cheese grater. You could. I'm just saying I got criticized for doing a good thing. That being said, Typical. you also could use that cheese grater tonight if push comes to shove, right? I would not know because it comes out weird. <laughs> I would prefer. It's not. It's for, you know, sharp cheddar. I think the best solution is to go over, introduce yourself, and just say, hey, let's get the story of it. Was it your child that came over? And that may actually remind them or trigger the fact that, oh, yes, we have your cheese grater. Let me give it back to you. All or right. it won't. And at least then you know what kind of people they are. Good enough. There you go. Happy to help. <laughs> Morning after with Nick. Or, or just a text here. Or you could subtly discuss it on the radio. <laughs> I don't know that they know who yeah, I am. Exactly. If they're listeners, they already know what's up, and you probably have ruined that relationship uh, before it even I, began. Hey, listen. Uh, compared to the uh, neighbors we've had in the past, this is already a good relationship with us. <laughs> You're doing the right thing here. You're right. I mean, even if it turns sour, at least no police are called. Yeah, or I'm you not calling them the redneck evil empire across the street. <laughs> Or they're not stealing your parking spaces this is yet. A, this is a friendly, fun conversation about real life. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, important stuff. Plus, we got your pop culture smackdown. But first, let's check out the commute brought to you by Peterson Auto Group CB. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Mattress Nerd is a website, Big J. Oh, man. And they apparently did a study of 20,000 U.S. adults and found out that we like our beds too much. You understand? Yeah, damn right we do. So much so that we find it hard to get out of bed every morning. We find it hard to get up on time every morning. Because we're just too comfortable. 49% of us say we get a late start every morning because we're just too comfortable in our bed. Under uh, 25% of us say they still use an old school alarm clock. You're one of those, right? Yeah. The data shows the average person takes about 24 minutes to actually get out of bed and start the day after two alarms and hitting the snooze button twice. 
How does that... You get up right away because you don't want to wake everybody up, right? Yeah, uh, this morning I did hit snooze once, so that's rare. But generally, I'm a, I'm up before the alarm goes off. Look at you. You turn off the alarm then? Or do you just let yes, it go yeah, off? Yeah, there, uh, there was one day that I forgot and I got yelled at. <laughs> I felt really bad. Top reasons people say they wake up on the wrong side of the bed include staying up too late to watch TV, a negative event in their personal lives, or an uncomfortable mattress. 60% say waking up is easier when they have exciting plans for the day. Is that why you jump right out of bed, Big J? You're excited yeah, to go to work? Yeah, excited to get here and hang out with you. Uh, they've established that if you have a morning routine, you can complete every day no matter what, which is nice. So maybe that's the key. Having an idea, a little bit of a routine for yourself in the morning to get your day off to a good start is uh, is a way that you can go through the day and just battle through it. I'll say you, Big J. Does your routine help you at all? Oh, I think, yeah, sure. What is the Big J routine? Like, let's say you get out of bed, you beat the alarm clock, you turn it off. What comes next? Do you go right for the coffee? Do you go to the shower? No, no. I, uh, I, go, I go to the bathroom. I go to the toilet. And then I throw up. <laughs> no, I go to the bathroom. I brush my teeth. I get dressed. <sighs> I come to work. That's it? I mean, it's like a three-minute process? I mean, I can be out of the house in under six minutes if I have to. But well, that's not your. I'm asking your routine. Yeah, that's my routine. So you're you're up and out of the house within probably six ten minutes? minutes. Probably ten, fifteen minutes. Just depends on how long I'm throwing up. <laughs> now you know the secrets to Big J. ESPN and sports fans are desperate for live sports content amid, amid the Karina coronavirus pandemic shutdown and to try to fill that void. The network has announced a deal Monday that they are going to air the Korea Baseball Organizational Games six days a week. Opening day is today. They're going to start broadcasting Korean baseball today. ESPN broadcasts will have the Major League Baseball commentators working remotely. South Korea had just had, uh, just, has just had uh, 252 deaths as a country uh, as a result of the coronavirus on Monday. The Prime Minister announced last month that sports could resume without fans. The KBO season had initially been scheduled to start on March 28th, but now they're kicking off things today. And so you'll have live baseball on the TV. If all that matters is live sports, you got it. It's Korean Baseball Organization on ESPN. There's no such thing as perfect casting, but this seems pretty close. Nicolas Cage is signed on to star as Joe Exotic, Big J, in an eight-episode series for CBS Television. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate it's a TV show on CBS. Well, if it's streaming, they could go adult side. Did they say all access only? Uh, they no? did not say all access only. Nope. Uh, there's no way you you have a, a TV show about uh, Joe Exotic without uh, you know swearing. I I would tend to agree with you, uh, but also I mean it does give me a little bit of hope because the people that are putting it together uh, had uh, are the people that put together American Vandal on Netflix, which is a fantastic series and is hilarious, and so that gives me some hope. Of course, uh, Tiger King landed in March. It became an instant breakout hit for Netflix. It reached 34 million unique viewers in its first 10 days. This will be Nicolas Cage's first role ever on television. And is based on a Texas Monthly story based in 2019, uh, detailing about how he built his now famous zoo and his intense feuds with Carol Baskin and Jeff Lowe, both of whom are viral sensations now. And so everybody seems to be pretty happy with the casting, and it sounds like you're getting a unique story about Joe Exotic, not the one that you're familiar with. It's all about him kind of finally building his zoo 
in Oklahoma, and so you're going to kind of get, I guess, the the prequel. I saw, I did see a fight on uh, on Twitter. Uh, people were upset. They they wanted Danny McBride. That was trending last night. Oh, Danny McBride's too big to play Joe Exotic. They need some skinny, tall, skinny dude. Morning after with Nick. There's too many shirtless photos of Joe Exotic. For it. Otherwise, it'd be too funny. Yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the eight o'clock hour. <laughs> Nick and Big J. Yes, and we will hook you up with a very limited edition 100.3 The X mask that you can wear and you can go safely in and out of stores and establishments of that sort. Nick, we'll throw out you a 25th anniversary sticker as well. I saw that you have uh, made yours. Are you happy with it? Yeah. Good. Thank you to the Black T-Shirt guys, uh, blackt-shirt.com. That helped us put together these uh, custom X masks. We appreciate it. And you can have one of your very own if you can win in Pop Culture Smackdown. Any theme today? Nope. No theme, No theme. Just regular, good old-fashioned, terrible pop culture's questions. 208-287-1003. If you think you got what it takes to play the game, let's get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Good morning. It's Michael. All right, Michael. Good luck to you. Henry Cavill starred in three DC comic book movies as this superhero. What was the name? Henry Cavill starred as uh, starred in three DC comic book movies as this superhero. Is that four? No, no, wrong in multiple parts, sir. Hello, the X. Good morning to you and your family. Hello. Hello. Hey. Yeah, there you are, buddy. Henry Cavill. Good, man. How are you? Doing all right. All right. Here's your question. Henry Cavill. He starred in three DC comic book movies as this superhero. Uh, I'm not sure. Wrong. Hmm. Big Jesus is very upset. I can tell. Hello, the X. Well, we all hey. should be. Good morning. Uh, well, there's a reason these things didn't do very well. Well, I guess they did okay at the box office, all things considered. Here's Big J with your question. Henry Cavill starred in three DC comic book movies as this superhero. Wow, nobody got this yet? No. <laughs> Superman. Right. Yeah, Superman is damn right. The Man of Steel. Uh, Nick, the line in It's Just a Flesh Wound was classic. From what movie? Uh, that would be Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Correct. Right. This adult cartoon made a triumphant return of for the second half of the season four on Adult Swim Sunday night. What's it called? Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, no. Nothing? I don't have Adult Swim. <laughs> no guess? Too many streaming. Wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Rick and Morty? I don't know. There you go. Right. You got That's it. The answer. Good job. You're like, wow. You're like Nick. You're like Nick throwing up a male Harry. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of laughter here this morning, huh, everybody? <laughs> Nick, who performed the theme song to James Bond's Skyfall? Uh, Adele. Adele is right. Right. While Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie were married, she famously wore a necklace with a vial filled with what? Uh, gosh, I don't know his hair. I'm oh. uh, wrong. Would have been nice what? if you would have got two male hairs. You're no know Aaron Rodgers. But couldn't pull it off. Hello, the X. Good morning to you. Oh, uh, somebody didn't know the answer. That's what it boils down to. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Here's Big J with your question. While Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie were married, she famously wore a necklace with a vial filled with what? 
Uh, something belonging to Billy Bob Thornton. The vial was filled with. Peas? <laughs> Wrong. Peas no, or pee? I think he meant his pee. Oh, his pee. No. No, not his pee. Although I wouldn't put a pastor. Right? Hello, Maybe that X. was somewhere else. Oh! Oh, while, while Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie were married, she famously wore a necklace with a vial filled with what? Blood. There you go. Right. Blood. Billy it's Bob Thornton's blood. blood. Creepy as you know what. Uh, what French scientist discovered that many diseases are caused by germs? Uh, I can only think of one French scientist, so I'm going to say Louis Pasteur. There you go. Is that's, that right? Yeah, that's right. right. All right, I'll take it. What stake took the crown for least populated from Alaska in 1990? For least what? Least populated. Oh, what state? Uh, let's say Alaska. No, no, they, they, they Alaska had it, and then this other state took it away from them. Least populated. Montana. Ooh, you're wrong. In in geography. Hello, the X. Morning. Morning. Here's Big J with your question. What stake took the crown for least populated from Alaska in 1990? Hawaii? Nope, that's not correct. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Here's Big J with your question. What state took the crown for least populated from Alaska in 1990? Wyoming. That's correct. Right. Nick Howell was Tiger Woods when he won the U.S. Junior Amateur title. Mm, 17. No, it's not correct. Wrong. God, finally got one wrong. 16? No, 15. 15. Right. Uh, Good job, man. Congratulations. A very awesome and custom uh, X mask coming your way, courtesy of BlackTshirt.com, as well as uh, an X 25th anniversary sticker. Hold on tight. We'll get some information from you, and we will do a run of headlines. That's next on the X Rock. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by the TDS Fiber text line. Don't forget to text us on that text line anytime you want. 208-287-1003. Of course, TDS Fiber, your new choice for lightning fast internet, television, and phone. Big J headlines are as follows. False alarm. Not how that works and must be bored. Not how that works. A grocery store worker recently caught video of a woman who came into his store to pay for gas wearing a mask with a hole cut out over the nose and mouth area. Joe Samen was working for the SJ Food Market in Lexington, Kentucky when the incident occurred. Footage shows the woman approaching the counter and asking for gas. Joe completes the transaction, then he asks, where did you get that mask from? And she says, well, since we have to wear them all the time and it makes it pretty hard to breathe, this makes it easier to breathe. And Joe says, uh, cutting it? As the woman nods in agreement, yeah, cut it. Joe then deadpans, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll do that too. Thanks for the advice. As the woman leaves the store, the video has been viewed over 4 million times with many leaving comments about how not smart it is to cut your mask. It does defeat the purpose, just so you know. If you cut a gigantic hole in the mask, it yeah, does... Well, <laughs> doesn't do it any good. You might as well not be wearing a mask. And, and, you, and if you're that person, you might as well not worry about it. The world's going to take care of you sooner than later. Uh, false alarm or must be bored? Must be bored. Some people are getting incredibly bored in lockdown. Mordecai Grubbin, 27 years old, was charged Mordecai. Mordecai! Mind you, don't cut yourself, Mordecai. 
was charged with lewdness on Thursday after police say he mooned customers for fun at a Walmart in Brick, New Jersey. Police say Grubin was taken into custody after exposing himself to several customers, including uh, young kids, and then recording the counters on his phone. He was later released on a summons. The investigation is ongoing. He just said that he was bored, so he felt like dropping his trowel and, uh, you know, mooning people at Walmart. I'm sure he was trying to get, like, TikTok famous or something. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not sure the motivation behind it, but... That, is, that seems to be the common uh, answer to these questions now. TikTok I'm just... Famous. I'm not sure how that cures your boredom. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how mm-hmm. mooning customers at Walmart is going to go, yep, well, there's my entertainment for the day. Let's chalk that one up as a victory. But people are weird, Big J. Especially people named Mordecai. Wrap it up with false alarm. People are apparently extra observant these days. On Saturday, about 10 armed police officers and a helicopter crew had to respond to a rural property in England uh, because there was reports of a tiger on the loose. But the tiger, Big J, was actually just a life-size sculpture that Juliet Simpson, who lives there, has res- had assembled from chicken wire and resin and had been there for more than 20 years. The 85-year-old said the officers were amused by the mix-up and posed for photos of the tiger sculpture afterwards. She's not sure why or how... All of a sudden, they got the report. She's guessing maybe somebody was doing some drone flying or whatever and saw that there was like a tiger on the grounds or what looked like a tiger, but it was just a sculpture. And so they had, you know, 10 armed officers show up at an 85-year-old woman's door because people can't mind their own business. It's the world we live in these days. Can I interest you, Big J, in a life-size sculpture made of paper mache of a realistic tiger? Yes. Where would you put it? Right here in the studio. No, we don't have room in the studio for it. We got plenty of room in here. No. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Here's traffic. Five-figure death punch looking for cage match victory number two. We'll see if they can pull it off today. That's coming up in a few, but one final check inside the X Workforce Traffic Center CB. Eastbound 94 is up to speed between Napa and Boise. There are no delay with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we'll happily hook you up with the limited edition X mask. For your safety out in the public, uh, we'll get you an X sticker, 25th anniversary as well, if you can figure out bad impressions. All right. Here comes the number. It's 208-287-1003. Here is how bad impressions works. Big J, well, I mean, I guess sometimes he's got three clues. And it's your opportunity to figure don't you out worry about it. who the famous person he's trying to be is. I guess the maximum amount of clues you'll get is three. And if you figure it out or three or less, then you've got yourself all lined up and ready to go. With a cool little limited edition X mask for you. And let's see how you do. Big J, good luck to everybody. Hello, the X. Yes, sir. Good morning, man. What's your name? Marshall. All right, Marshall. Good luck. Sorry, my need for speed and Maverick Top Gun 2 had to be pushed back to December. Ooh. I'll take the next one. I get excited and jump on couches. That's what I do. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is right. Well done, sir. It is Tom Cruise. Hang on one second, and we will make sure you get all the information that you need. Clue three for fun? If you don't hear about me doing extreme stunts by myself for a movie, then, well, I'm not doing my job. And why is Tom Cruise in the news? It was a matter of time, and, and a question that I I, I've, I think maybe I've asked, uh, I don't remember if I had a chance to ask this for the Metallica guys, is, you know, what you do next. And there's only one answer, and that is, you do what you do in space. Nice. And Tom Cruise is uh, teaming up, Nick, and this is this is real, 
teaming up with Elon Musk and SpaceX because they're going to shoot a movie in space. Finally. Tom Cruise actually intends to go into space to film this movie. Have they gotten into like how it's going to work? The logistics? No, of it not yet. This is only in the very beginning stages. It's not a part of any movie that they have set up already, like Mission Impossible style, or anything like that. But uh, safe to say, uh, NASA will be involved as well. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to be a public service announcement movie <laughs> or what. I mean, because they've done stuff like this before, IMAX style, for like documentaries yes. and things like that. Here's, but not like a scripted fictional story. Though. Here's what the rumor is. Quote, I'm hearing that Tom Cruise and Elon Musk, SpaceX, are working on a project with NASA that would be the first narrative feature film and action adventure to be shot in outer space. I mean, uh, it's I, I'm all in. It's cool. I like Tom Cruise. I like the fact that he's going to space. But like movie shoots are like three, four months long. <laughs> I mean, are we are we just going to sequester Tom Cruise in space for four months while he films whatever narrative film? You know, it's making? funny too if he's stuck in space doing that. I, I remember I just let's see, just the other day in the news is coming out that uh, during the Outsiders or whatever that uh, Tom Cruise uh, pitched a big fit about not having his own room. <laughs> I and mean, it's like whoa, you got to deal with Tom Cruise. It's going to be different. We'll see. I mean, who knows? There's a lot of stuff that needs to happen before it's all greenlit sure, and ready to go. Sure. But I do enjoy the rumors, and let's, I like that story very much. Let's count on SpaceX getting into space first. <laughs> There's also that. Morning After with Nick and what Big J. a terrible J. way to lose Tom Cruise. There's bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Eve 6 Inside Out is how I wrap it up. The old Morning After with Nick and Big J for this Tuesday, Cinco de Mayo. Thanks for hanging out with us. Busy show today. We had a chance to uh, learn a little bit about Big J's movie preferences. Apparently, it's Amazon Prime movies. As he'll be watching one for streaming dumbass tonight and give you a review of that tomorrow. Also, we're going to try to get the man get his cheese grater back in time for Cinco de Mayo tonight. We'll see if that works out. Uh, he has an elaborate plan in place. We'll get an update tomorrow on whether or not it happens or not. However... Yeah. And, of course, we also had a cage match. Big J, please declare a winner. It was a close one, but uh, Five Finger Death Punch retains their championshipness. Congratulations to Five Finger Death Punch picking up victory number two, a new challenger on Wednesday. That will be coupled with some more chances for some mass giveaways with the X on it, that's for sure. And, Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, hey, uh, Disney Plus is uh, offering up another new program called The Fury Files, Nick. Have you heard about this? I have not. Uh, the new program will help fans get to know more about their favorite Marvel heroes and villains. The series is scheduled to make its debut on May 15th. Kind of like a documentary describing the origins and stories of some of the most famous or maybe even unfamous yeah. Marvel yeah. comic book characters? Some people learn all this stuff that you know they don't get a chance to really get into uh, deep on. What? With some of the new movies that are supposed to be coming out, it probably may come in handy. Yeah, uh, they'll be focusing on a number of Marvel heroes and villains, including Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Spider-Man, uh, Chi McBride, and Nick Fury, the voice of. I could use Samuel Jackson for whatever reason. Oh, wait, are these fictional stories or what? I don't know. They're, are, they're original. It's like original. Is a cartoon? It must be It'll cartoons. use a combination of motion comic art and scenes that will be derived from Marvel's popular animated shows. So All right. It's animated stuff. There you go. Uh, is it out now or is it coming soon? May 15th. May the 15th it will be here. Cool. Did you see uh, Prop Culture on Disney Plus as well? 
Have you no, passed by uh-uh. that? I thought it would be better than I, I thought it would be better than it actually is. <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of a I thought it would kind of be like a guy like tracking down props from movies, but really it's just him showing a bunch of props from old Disney movies, which is cool in and of itself. But there are some good like the Mary Poppins one didn't speak to me very much, but uh, I did see uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas one was pretty cool. Nice, and the Tron one was pretty cool. And it's just them kind of showing some stuff. And there's a whole like I didn't know this. There's a there's a huge warehouse in California called the Disney Archives where all they do is just box up and preserve How cool to be working that warehouse. There's like two or three people that they showcase in there, but it also looks like it's fairly uneventful. Like, all it is is boxes everywhere that are labeled. I'm not sure what they plan on doing with them at one point. Well, it's kind of like the people who work in the warehouse from Indiana Jones. That's very true. Yep, where all the artifacts are. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your show. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock.